new internet friends, and welcome back, if you're an OG, to your internet friends podcast. I'm Isaac, and I'm not an AI. I'm a 22-year-old, soon to be 23, Afro-Brazilian, diasporic artist, innovator, and your internet friend. This is your internet friends podcast. It's a podcast where I talk to our internet friends about what they've been up to and working on, both online and IRL but also explore the weirdest sides of the internet with our game, Real or Fake News, patent pending, I feel like. Today, I have the pleasure of sharing my time and IRL space with my friend who you can find online at Taylor Amari Little. Hi, Taylor! <laughs> Hi! Or, you also go by Tay. Yes. So, so I go by yeah. Tay. Um, but I wanted to say that because you're at, so I wanted people to be oh, able to find you. I got you. I got you. But yes, now explain. You go by Tay. Yeah, so unless you're referring to me as my full name, Taylor Amari Little, then I'm just Tay. Perfect. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> well, you. welcome. Thank you for, one, taking the time and for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Could you introduce yourself to anyone that doesn't already follow you, which you should be right now if you don't? Thank you so much for gassing me like that. But so my name is Tay um, or Taylor Amari Little. I like to be, um, when I introduce myself, I try to be a little bit respectful of just like where I come from also. Um, so again, my name is Tay or Taylor Amari Little. I'm the daughter of Sharissa Greenwood. On both sides, we come primarily from the lands of Detroit, Waysboro, North Carolina, Chesterfield, South Carolina, Lena, Alabama, Fannin County, Georgia, and Cherokee County, North Carolina. And beyond these lands, our people are largely Soninke, Fulbe, Akan, Oromo, and Wolof. And I also use she, her, and he, him pronouns. And I also run a business um, called Unveiled Divine Technologies. I'm based here in Detroit, but I also travel for this work as well. And it's a business that's primarily rooted in hoodoo and Islam that aims to serve spiritual needs of the community with the center on esoteric classes of black people. And so should I go into the ranges of services? Cause you know, it's a lot. <laughs> All right, is that a question in here? Yeah. I Definitely, because I was I was gonna ask kind of all about like all your work, but that makes sense now to break it down. <laughs> okay, so I can tell you a little bit about, or I can tell you a lot of bit about like how like what goes into it. So it's a it's a couple different things. So um, one is I um, excuse me, I hand make uh, Amari blankets, and so again like those are handmade um, prayer blankets essentially, um, and you know I. Uh, they're crocheted, which is really cute. Um, but I also engage in ceremony. Um, any, anytime somebody has a specific order, um, I engage in ceremony with their spirits, um, for a couple days until it's done. Um, really where we're both putting in work, um, both physically and spiritually to help build your blanket and tailor it to your needs. Um, so those are Amari blankets. It's a certain line. Um, I also make digital art and canvas art. I offer a range of divination systems, um, like energy healing divinations and also pen divinations. So um, with the energy healing divinations, that's the one that's mostly open to the public. Um, and that's really a form of work where um, I kind of open the space up, whether it's, you know, remote or in person to um, help help your help your ancestors and different creatures that are tied to your lineage and tied to you um, come deeper into the space and pass on any type of like data images certain information that they feel is necessary for you at this time that's also a time where um, you know pre-colonial ancestors may tend to step forward and just introduce or confirm any types of um, you know specific like affinities that they have uh, or technologies that 
they're needing to pass on to you as well. Um, so there's that. And then also prenatal spiritual security work. That um, is a form of birth work that I offer specifically for babies um, as they are unborn spirits in the spiritual realm, coming down to the womb, carried to term, and also birth. And so much of this work consists of protecting their spirits from threats that threaten the baby's safety and birth rights, but also ensuring that they have the tools and the resources that they need to be comforted and thriving in order to be conceived in the first place and then carry to the carry to the rest of the term, like if that's something that is wanted. Um, and so this is work that I you know, make sure to tell people that it concerns the crossovers between birth work and warfare in order to protect babies and cover slash preserve lineages. And in terms of like the type of clientele I'm available to, um, oftentimes it, it really just comes down to four categories of clientele, black birth givers having black children, black birth givers having non-black children, non-black birth givers having non-black children, and non-black birth givers having black children. The service does not exist for white people, which means that priority um, is specifically the, the priority is black people while also I'm able to make space for those who are of color like as in not black um, and so really a lot of this consists of reorienting lineages and people and spirits to blackness to the spirit of blackness and to be in allegiance to it while also helping to filter out um, or, or place like strict lines against anything that's not in alignment to blackness anything that's not serving blackness um, so I also host like an event called Wangata and um, in Detroit where I feed people and read people and I do different types of research to help um, provide like cultural support um, for those who maybe they do know like a little bit about their uh, ethnic groups that they come from whether continental or like surrounding areas and then um, you know I help narrow down I actually work with your spirits um, to like help get like different research pieces whether it's from like JSTOR or Project Muse or just other types of content so you can get more of an understanding of like well, what certain types of vocabularies that they um, you know might have used what was their relationship like to the land like how would they explain it um, you know what are some maybe like specific like caste systems that they might have had just like what was their societies like and I work with your spirits because um you know it's really important to be scanning these documents that are oftentimes like gate kept by academia and just white people um because they be stealing shit but they also be getting stuff wrong and so um so the benefit of working with our spirits is that they get to be like ah like that shit is not true like it actually looks like this or mm, yeah that's true leave that in there tell them like this is why like we want them to have this in their folder um so yeah that's a little bit about the work that I do I wanted to first of all wow that is so <laughs> much if you couldn't tell Tay like me is a Virgo September Virgo mm -hmm. um I kind of wanted to talk about how your work has shifted and like pivoted a little bit as I've like kind of known you and we've known each other for maybe even like more than four years like online and it's kind of follow each other's like work we've both gone through like academia and like school and the university like system that's true so kind of how like coming from that background or like finishing that and going into more of like the spiritual practice how have you navigated that and kind of found your own way and created such a I want to say like successful like flourishing like business and be working for yourself <laughs> so you. first of all congratulations on that I do work for myself full-time yes <laughs> 
love to hear it love to see it (laughs) thank you i mean i love it too because like i was just talking about this the other day like it's just really not a lot of us who get to do that like who get to do this full time and it's like not saying that you know there's never like issues that we run into things like that but you know capitalism is really hard like it's really hard and it's constantly trying to have like this hold on us that you know is really anti-black and really violent um but for me i'm really fortunate to like just be able to like mm, like navigate this with my ancestors and my other spirits so it's like even if you know say if it's like um say if it's like i'm not bringing in the money that i the amount that i want or like that i wish like i still know that like i'm gonna be fine like honestly like or if i have a certain goal like i still know i'm gonna get this somehow even though i don't know how like (laughs) you know i i know that like there's always gonna be something that i can do more of like with with the spirits that help me out um to make sure that i get what i need and so i'm really grateful for that yeah that definitely sounds like you have a very like strong um sense of faith and be able to like rely on that in your moments of doubt yeah and how do you balance your work and your like spiritual work being like so kind of tied together where it's like you're doing like spiritual work that's also because of capitalism that's how you're getting i'm gonna assume that's how you're Mm -hmm. getting paid and Mm -hmm. that's how you're like providing for yourself yeah i mean so what i was saying uh like to that is that like with trying to balance work and my spiritual work like it's all pretty much the same um you know like any work that i'm doing for myself like i mean it's not it's like it's not necessarily like oh i'm like taking care of myself so that i can serve others it's not necessarily that like going in with that mindset but it's like no i'm taking care of myself so that i can fulfill the destinies that i need to fulfill um and you know if that includes you know doing this 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 for other people then like so be it but like at the end of the day like it's i'm living for myself i'm living living for my lineage and i'm living you know to like help serve the land in this particular way these things like that um and so it's really not it's really not like that separate you know like um and then even going back to before like when i was talking about how i do like digital art and also canvas art usually with my like um with like the digital art i might post like um that i usually do that like for fun <laughs> but um but then when it comes to like the canvas art um you know sometimes uh, throughout the years, like, there have been people who I work with where they need certain spirits to help them, to help support them in a situation, and I see, I open the space up to see who wants to come help, like, which spirits or creatures might want to come help and tend to this issue, like, for them, and I bring them down to the canvas, and so we work with them in this very specific way, um, and so, like, even, like, that is an example, um, of that, and that's usually sometimes, like, with, like, birth birth work clients or like non-birth work clients too though but um but even then like in the regular digital art like um work that I do like where I do try to make it like slightly less intense like it's still it's still like spirits and creatures like inside of them too um like oftentimes and like sometimes I engage with them like for real but sometimes I also don't like <laughs> sometimes it's like a real simple acknowledgement and I'm like okay thanks you know like glad to channel you you know um but even like you know when I clean my house it's like like, well, uh, same for, like, when I take care of myself, how is, you know, to make sure that I'm fulfilling my destinies, you know, when I clean my house, when I interact with the spirits of my neighborhood, like, I'm doing this work from my home so that I can do, you know, what I need to do um, for the rest of my work and so that I myself am safe. You know, I'm doing work, like, for the land and serving the land in a specific way, like, things like that. Um, yeah, and it doesn't mean that, you know, like, for those things to be the same, like spiritual work and just like work um 
for those things to be the same for me doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, like you got shitty boundaries. Like, <laughs> like I'm not saying that type of thing. Like it's very much not like that. Like, for example, when it comes to my divination work or things like that, like I'm not open to getting just like any type of messages from anybody's spirits outside of a session, like things like that. Like we do maintain very clean lines and I, and we maintain that with the help of my spirits as well. Like, so any, any type of like overstepping like that, I usually just don't have to deal with, um, or, or even like see. Um, and so, you know, I do maintain like very strict, um, are very like yeah just very clean cut I, I should say like boundaries um between certain certain ways that those might overlap beautiful i wanted to hit on your kind of similarly the fiery wall of protection oil that you made yes. and basically i definitely got that because I remember, I will like never forget, you like had those, that Q&A in your story. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do you protect your energy? And you were like, I just don't interact with white people. (laughs) And at the time, I was living with white people. So I was like, so I was just like, well. Um, But then I saw you list that like oil. And I was like, okay, I need this. Because definitely in like my um, universe and with the work that I do, Mm -hmm. there is a white person on the end of an email somewhere Mm. and in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, I am going to interact with them eventually and in like some capacity. And I feel like because you are able and like kudos to you to work for yourself most of the time, Mm -hmm. you can choose like to not interact with white people. For sure. But on your day-to-day, I feel like you have to go to, like, supermarkets. You have to go into public, like, spaces. Yeah. How do you, besides your fiery wall protection, like, oil that you made that yeah. people should look into if they don't know about it? Thank you so um, much. How do you protect your energy from, I would say, non-black people Yeah, I mean, I think that, um... What was I going to say? You just made me think of something and then I'm kind of slipping. Oh, oh, you know, so I was going to say this is actually pretty similar to like what happens with my services. Like you can also say this Mm. for my day to day life too. Like everything is curated in a very specific way, like um, with a very specific energy to like filter out certain stuff. And like Mm. oftentimes, you know, it's like similar to what I was saying before, like with the birth work and how the birth work services that I provide and how like at the end of the day, like we are reorienting your lineages and also filtering out anything that's not in alignment with blackness. The prayers that I use for myself, the prayers that I use for my family, my lineage, things like that, they are also always like under similar intentions. And so when I'm, you know, even going to the oil, I know you said in addition to the oil, but even going to the oil, like when I'm putting that on, like that's already embedded into the oil that like, you know, hopefully, you know I'm saying? Like I'm trying to walk this world without having to deal with anything that's not in alignment with blackness. That's not serving blackness at the end of the day. And so it's like things like that. Um, and then also, uh, this is something that, um, you know, I forgot their, I forgot their name, but somebody, there's somebody, uh, an, another member of the community, um, of the black queer community who assisted me a couple years ago. And, um, and I feel like they had said something to me that just really made me start, uh, mm, I guess just like being extra intentional when I talk to black people in public, like, um, like, you know, every, basically it was something along the lines of like, you know, every black person is you. Um, and, you know, just, like, treat, treat them, like, you know, just 
like like yourself like treat them like with just the utmost compassion and it's like not that I wasn't doing that type of thing but it just really like I love that reframing um that it provided and then also I know that like my spirits trained me have trained me over the years as well so it's like even if there are non-black people who I'm in connection to like um any non-black people I'm in connection to that you might see me with like nine times out of ten they also work for me so um they're not it's like I say friends but I use it loosely sometimes because they also just nine times out of ten just working for my business or working for me in some capacity um but like uh even like when it comes to them like I know our spirits will oftentimes be like you know say if y'all to me and the non-black person of color like we're in public we're not allowed to be affectionate towards each other. Like, we're not allowed to give a hug. We're not allowed to, like, be super close. If there are black people around, I need to be available to them. Um, like, my whole energy needs to be available so that black people know that, like, when I'm in public, I'm here for you, specifically. And so it's, like, that type of, like, you know, again, like, reorienting, like, that type of training really changes it. Um, and, and just make sure that, like I said, like, I'm curating everything a part of my life like um and a part of my services in this very specific way that helps me be more available to black people that helps me be more available to myself and be more efficient in my timing um so that especially so that i'm not being like mm, like co-opted by or corrupted by uh whiteness and anti-blackness <laughs> i'm just like i'm like let me just take a deep breath because yes yes okay like you answered my question so well that I'm just like, no follow-up, next question. Yeah. <laughs> Can you share some of what you learned studying indigenous African ways of understanding and exploring crime? Oh, yes. This okay. is something I was excited to ask you about. Thank um, you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. I, you know, okay, so I definitely wanted to talk about this because, um, and I talk about this sometimes, like I get to touch on it, but not really like get deep into like examples, things like that. But understanding like, um, indigenous African epistemologies, like ways of thinking, things like that, and um, indigenous African uh, criminologies, um, like ways of exploring crime, how we classify it, how we respond to it as a society. That's something that has always, like, that, that's something that has, like, always intrigued me, um, you know, like, over the years. Um, that's something that my spirits have always, like, guided me into, whether I knew it was them doing that or not. Um, and so... Uh, and so like, you know, even my degree, right, like is in criminology. Um, and you know, so people will ask every now and then like, well, how, how does that even like show up like in your work? Like you have this whole like spiritual business, like how does that even work? Like, does it? And I'm like, no, absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. Like, and I get so excited. Um, because at the end of the day, like what I have, you know, been trained under or trained into and, and what I have studied is you know, how spirits need to be involved at any type of, like, conflict resolution practice that we're engaging in. Um, you know, the, uh, and more specifically, black spirits, black spirits, black divinities, but especially black, um, black ancestral spirits. Um, you know, if something is happening, uh, to, like, the land, or if something is happening to a person, like, to a black person, for example, like, um, you know, where they're being victimized in some capacity, okay, well, what do the spirits, like, have to say about, you know, this particular situation? What are they saying in terms of, like, the types of punishments um, that maybe need to be, uh, like, utilized? Is there a punishment that needs to be utilized? Or is it more so, like, um, a mediation type of experience? Or is that the punishment? Like, you know, exploring those different ranges. And I bring this up because that's oftentimes a way that 
um, you know, when we talk about like mainstream abolition practices and people are, you know, have people hear about like restorative justice and transformative justice, like those are such, those, those are such great like terms and concepts, but at the same time, like obviously they get co-opted like all the time. Um, and so, and they also get like whitewashed. And so my spirits call those, uh, practices white peacekeeping practices. Um, and so we really, it's like oftentimes when we hear about them nowadays, like it just leave a bad taste in my mouth. Like <laughs> it just be feeling so gross because they leave no room for uh, our indigenous ways of uh, working through like our problems. Like for example, like me and my ancestors, like, and I didn't even feel this way until I learned from my ancestors, like, you know, things like banishment, for example, or, um, you know, like certain types of like, honestly, like punitive punishments, like, those, some, those certain circumstances do actually like call for that you know whereas like in a lot of the today's circles they're like no everybody like you know is worthy and it's like it's like yes but also like who is everybody because <laughs> are we talking about white people and your everybody are you talking about like non-black people period and your everybody because if we're talking about black people yes everybody is worthy like of you know these types of things but it's like once you start um you know, putting, like, non-black people into the, um, into, like, the experience, the dynamics are totally different, and you need to be, like, aware of that in a way where it's, like, you're not just up here pretending, like, oh, yeah, like, we're all equals in this situation, because at the end of the day, like, how we phrase it in my, in my lineage is that we mean different things to this world, and we have to take that, you know, into consideration. So, when it comes to, like, um, to studying, like, indigenous African ways of understanding and exploring crime, like, you know, it, we also come to the question of, like, how do we even define crime, though? And, like, most, um, most, like, indigenous African practices, like, acknowledge the fact that, um, you know, a crime is, like, committing a violation against the community, um, like, it's a violation against the community or, like, and or, like, the land. Um, and there's this article that I really love, um, and it's about, like, the Igbo indigenous justice systems. Um, this article talks about, like, how Western justice systems, uh, they see the only victim as being the state, like, the country, because, like, oh, yeah, the laws were broken, so therefore, like, the state is the victim, as opposed to, like, the people who are actually affected. Whereas, again, like, Black indigenous ways of understanding crime, they always include making sure the person, group, and also communities that they are part of are centered as the victims. Um, and so... Uh, it's also like the idea that, you know, you commit a violation against the person, you commit a violation against that whole line, that whole lineage and the whole community that they belong to. But also the idea that, you know, you commit a violation and it's as if your whole community has committed a violation in that, in its place. Um, because like the question is like, well, what went wrong or what was missing to the point that led you to committing that harmful act? Um, and so like, that is what a crime is. It's like a violation against the community, a violation against the land, against the spirits. You know, you're not in harmony any longer, like with the lander or the people. So how do we correct that? Um, or, or, or can we, you know, how do we, how do we address this situation? And, um, and one thing that I love, um, even about what I, uh, what I was just referencing with like the idea of, um, you know, who's responsible when a crime is committed. Um, there's also this other, uh, this other research piece, um, by Chima, Chimaraoke o Izugbara and Chichi Undie. Um, and this is also focusing on the Igbo people, but specifically the Ngwa. And they talk about the notion of the communal body. Um, and they, uh, they have like different examples, um, you know, like 
ranging from like assault to like you know intimate partner violence things like that but they talk about like how in even in those situations like the notion of the communal body is actually privileged over the body and individual personhood of the main person that's affected and it's not meant to be something that where it's like oh like you know, we're ignoring the pain of the primary person affected, but it's understanding like how big something like, you know, sexual assault or intimate partner violence is and how it actually desecrates an entire community. Um, and there's a quote from it that I love too, where they're talking about like, um, you know, in, in cases of like assault, for example, like the individual is not looked upon to compensate the victim, rather they're, uh, the, the assault, um, offender's community is required to compensate uh, or excuse me, the, basically, like, the community, the community of, like, that, the person who is the offender, like, they are held, um, you know, accountable, um, like, for that as well, and so compensation goes, like, both, again, like, to the community, um, to the other community, like, of the victim, and also the victim themselves, like, the, the person who is, like, the primary, uh, victim. So, like, holding the community of the perpetrator mm -hmm. accountable mm -hmm. to the community of the victim. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, this quote, they're talking about, like, this whole process also involves elaborate rituals of appeasement, um, through which both communities, the perpetrator and, like, the victim are cleansed and restored. And that's a, a word that you'll see often, like, a lot, honestly, um, like, the idea of something be, being cleansed. Almost like, you know, like, an Abrahamic faiths like how there's like the idea of like oh your sins are being cleansed it's almost like that honestly like not in the exact way but it's it's actually kind of similar um again like not where things are being forgotten necessarily but again like where you are trying to intentionally like restore you know a, a type of like social peace um in a way that doesn't erase like where the victim is coming from what has happened to them things like that um, and so we see this like with like the Hikana um, practices like among the, the Mecca Oromo in East Africa and like some of their conflict resolution practices. And we see like the priests and priestesses of like Wakefana um, like having their own courts uh, sometimes to facilitate these conflict resolution practices, you know, delivering mediation services. And they usually do that like as a... Um, uh, like out of like religious and spiritual obligation to maintain social peace. Um, but so we see this like not just for, you know, maybe like, um, maybe like offenses that, you know, are not super serious, but also even things like murder. Um, and that's, that was actually reading this other piece about Hikana was, um, my first introduction to the uh, terminology of a blood price. And that's like a compensation that usually follows like homicides or serious um, like bodily injuries. I don't, I don't know, something about that word. I just love that word. Like <laughs> blood price. I was like, I don't know. It's giving you me something. You drew blood, there it's is a price. Me, I know that's right. I know that's the fuck right. But so um, in situations like where the offender has passed away, mm -hmm. um, but like a, like a curse of some sort has been passed on to the next generation or other relatives, like uh, of the victim uh, the Jar Sahuda which is the prophetic elder they are consulted and they get like the needed information then from the spirit of the dead person and then they practice Hikana with the 
those living relatives who are the victims uh, or connected to the victim and representing the offender. Um, and then, like, representing the offender is one close relative or members of their clan, if, like, say, if nobody knows, like, a close relative of uh, that to that offender. And so this is what I mean when I'm talking about, like, the idea of involving spirits and working with spirits. Because it's like, say if there's some information that you don't know or say if there's some information that is lacking in some way, well, the good thing is somebody was watching so we can just fucking ask, you know what I'm saying? So you, you might not, you might be saying you don't have no witnesses right now. Now, maybe what you meant was you don't have any alive witnesses. Somebody was watching, so let's just ask who did it. Um, you know, we also have, like, um, going back to, like, the Igbo, um, uh, where, uh, for example, there's, like, um, there's, like, the idea of, like, banishment, um, that is, a, that occurs, like, as a, um, what's it gonna call it not a prescription a um like a consequence um of like murder or like serious things like that but also in cases of like sorcery if say if you use sorcery to harm or kill somebody um there's a quote here um from what piece is this I don't know, I have to find it. It was like, uh, again, about indigenous justice systems. But the quote is like, where the victim is dead and the, uh, where the victim is dead, the alleged offender is tried by ordeal, where they are persuaded to drink some of the water that's used to wash the corpse of the victim. See, my Muslim ass, when I read that, I was like, mm, yes, the water of the corpse of the victim. I was like, wow, because we do stuff like with wiping down bodies and like, like wiping down dead bodies and stuff like that too. But anyway, not this exact thing, but I was really pleased when I read that. But anyway, Anyway, the belief is that if the accused is guilty, they will die within a year after drinking this water. If the alleged sorcerer survives after drinking the water, then they're presumed innocent. After the oath taking is administered, the case is washed off the hands of those mediating and is then placed in the hands of the god uh, or of the gods, excuse me, plural. And then also they use like masquerades and secret societies as a way of social control to administer, like in a good way, to administer punishment or address issues. Say, for example, of like if elders in the judicial system, the indigenous judicial system are abusing their power like they will administer masquerades and secret societies to help like address those so it's all types of things i can go on this you know go on with this like forever the bantu congo we got gola restorative justice means so we see like all these types of things throughout the con both the continent and throughout like the african diaspora and um this leads me to your question, actually, of when you were asking about <laughs> when you were you were asking about Black queer spirit led militancy and like what that what that means um, because like I said you know mm, like my spirits help me study um, these different like the the more like original. Uh, practices that you know we come from and things like that or that a lot of our people have utilized but also with black queer spirit led militancy that's a term that i um coined like in reference to the category like the category of politics that my spirits have trained me in over time so whereas utilizing you know these same indigenous black criminologies that you know i've some of them that i've talked about thus far um but to develop stronger rules that center the spirits of blackness in our current worlds or in the worlds that we're transitioning into and so um, this is like broken down into, um, you know, just like well-rounded spiritual importance of like gatekeeping blackness, understanding like um, or expanding notions of even like disposability, navigating the process of reorganizing relationships at different levels so that um, say if you do have relationships with non-black people in some capacity, whether it's like friendships, what I was just mentioning before, or somebody is working under you, you, it's like everybody knows like their place, like in that, in that type of dynamic. Um, so that way 
any relationship that you do have, whether it's with black people, other black people, or with non-black people, the, any of those relationships become strictly facilitated and guided by black marginalized gender, uh, both spirit-led and also actual spirit authorities. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so that's a term that I have like to kind of just like understand like those politics or reference those politics that they've trained me in, in terms of teaching me about like that crime and how they fit into our current worlds. <laughs> I know that was a lot. I see your face. <laughs> um, that was a lot. But how, okay. How, as someone who has studied like crime, criminology, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how does that relate to, I guess, the crime that we are like seeing in our day-to-day life or like living here in Detroit or how does that those indigenous um practices and ways of like studying crime Mm -hmm. how do you reflect upon the crime that we are seeing in our capitalist society yes I mean we see this uh I mean some of the people like in my network like we talk about this often too like um the biggest examples that I can provide uh right now like in public is like Um, even thinking about the crimes that white people commit to us in our very own homes, um, like when we're talking about like gentrification, um, when we're talking about, um, just like day to day, like anti-blackness, um, by the way, there's no such thing as a microaggression, it's all just anti-blackness and it has to be eradicated, but anyway, um, like just any of those types of things where, like even the idea of gentrification, right, like it's not just a crime against us um, and removing us from our homes, but also it's a crime against the land. And it's like, the fact is, the land don't want your ass either, okay? So it's like, um, and then you also have like spirits um, involved who have witnessed this or who have also been displaced in, in these in these different ways too. And so um, like in navigating that, it's like, well, how do we, how do we, you know, make peace um, or how do we bring peace like out of the situation? So eliminating the gentrifiers, like <laughs> kicking them at kicking their asses out you know what i'm saying giving them the biggest boot that we can get like with the help of any spirits any creatures involved who are in alignment with blackness already um you know helping to elevate the spirits involved like the black spirits involved um you know just like all these different types of things paying respects to the land mending our relationships to the land specifically um and so there's just like all these different things that we could be doing to help uh, defend, defend it, defend the land, defend what's going on, um, or not what's going on, but, like, what needs to be done, um, so that we can become the best advocates, like, for our communities in that particular way, and even, like, say if, like, going back to, or not going back, but, like, even going to, like, the idea of, um, you know, um, let me think of an example, like, somebody stealing something, um, like a black person, say if they stole something, um, you know, like from another black person, right? Well, go again, like, well, where are spirits? Where, what are we saying about like the spirits who are involved? Have they already been consulted? Like, you know, how, how deep is this wrong actually? Um, what is the person who was stealing that? What did they need? You know what I'm saying? Like why, what made them do that to begin with? Like, um, and if, you know, depending on what the item was that was stolen, well, okay, like, is it replaceable? Like, you know, <laughs> um, like, are you okay? Like, do you, are you safe still? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, is there anything with your lineage that needs to be repaired? Um, you know, uh, you know, do y'all need any offerings or anything like that at this time? So it's like super simple, as super simple as that. Um, you know, it can just look like a lot of different ways. But the, the thing is, is that when we don't involve our spirits, our ancestors and other spirits attached to our lineages who are in alignment with blackness into these situations, 
the shit is faulty and you know those practices it's like not saying that they can't be good like the outcomes can't be good and resolved but it's like you're gonna have the best efficiency and the best effectiveness if you just involve the black spirits who like should be overseeing the process anyway so just just do just intentionally work with them it's just so easy it's just so easy, you know what I'm saying? And even if you struggle with, like, hearing your ancestors, okay, we'll bring somebody else in who can, like, easily do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just that easy. Even with my work, um, where, you know, it's it's work that sometimes can include such dangerous things. Like, with my birth work, for example, how we have, like, the baby retrievals, and oftentimes that is pretty dangerous um, for me. Um, like, say if something, say if something was to happen where... Maybe like, um, maybe like my client, um, I don't know, let me try to think of something. Like, say if like, say if we like disagreed at some level or something like that. And they just, or, or like they wanted to like stop working, uh, together or something along those lines. Um, or if they, or if they just identified a problem. I was trying to think of something, but I couldn't. But anyway, say if they identified a problem, um, and they wanted to like halt the work. Well, okay, like, we need to bring our spirits in, you know, um, both of them, both sides, so my spirits and your spirits, you know, we want to make sure both are properly represented, and we need to both be able to consult them um, to make sure that, like, we have all the correct information about what, what just happened, um, that we're, like, just very well informed, we have very well-rounded information, um, and then also get their opinions on what has happened, um, and until they propose, like, a, uh, like, their ideas for what the resolutions could be like, and they, they, those two parties agree, then we can make our de a decision ourselves, um, if that's something that they, you know, feel comfortable with us doing, and then we can, like, figure out, okay, are we doing this, or are we doing that so um again it's like it, and it makes so much sense for us to lead the way like that because us being alive people like we're also just representatives of our lineages you know and so it just makes so much sense to consult them like it just why not you know what i'm saying why not when they write the ear so you kind of you almost went to it so i'm like let me just okay, ask you what is how can our listeners especially the whiteness white listeners oh. but especially any internet friends that have been listening and feel so inclined and are so struck by your work similarly as me <laughs> and be like okay how can i support your work right now or whenever they're listening to this what oh. are some good ways they can either ways you want to be found and ways you'd like to be supported Oh, yeah. Well, you can find me. Um, so my website is tayloramarilittle.com. Amari is Amari is A-M-A-R-I. Um, you can find me in all of my like social media there. But on Instagram is um, at tayamarilittle as opposed to tayloramarilittle. Um, let me see. What is my other stuff? Twitter is at Miss Tay Amari. Um, and then like in terms of like how you can support me directly, the first thing I'll say is that I'm always raising money so that... Uh, Black birth giving clients can receive free or at least heavily discounted services. Um, and so uh, you can find those like flyers and stuff like that, like on my social media in particular. Um, but you know, you can donate to um, my business tags. So Venmo is Unveiled Business. Um, what else do I have? PayPal is paypal.me slash Unveiled Business. Cash App is just a dollar sign Unveiled Business. Donate whatever you can and put the put the letters BK for birth keeping or just put birth keeping so that I know what to use that money for. Um, and can put that with those funds um, and track it accordingly. So, you know, anything helps. Um, 
you know, they're, I'm always trying to get money for them because my clients be so great, you know what I'm saying? I just be wanting to, like, give everything to them. But also, you know, black people deserve everything. We deserve everything free. I don't give a fuck. Like, if I ain't budget for it, bitch, I'm getting that shit paid for it by a non-black person. I don't give a fuck. And even if I did budget for it, shit, I want to save my money, so I'm going to get somebody else to pay for it who is not black because, you know, they got it. Or even if they, you know, say they don't have it right now, well, bitch, you're not black. You can get anything right now. So it's like, go, go to work, you know, go tell your friends, go tell your family, you get some money from them. And then once you get that, you give it to me or you give it to like whatever black person is asking for it. And that's on period. But so you can help out with that. Um, I'm always, uh, open to like people sending checks as well. If that's something that they would prefer, like for, for this fund or just to help the business in general, there's also, um, I'm always looking for support, um, especially from non-black people, uh, to like, if they want to fill out grants on our behalf, um, because who wants to do that? Like, I really, it takes so long, it takes so long, girl, I'm like doing all that shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Just do it for me, and, um, so if y'all ever want to write grants for the business, for Unveiled Divine Technologies, you can do that. Um, another way of supporting, uh, you know, stop coming to Detroit, <laughs> honestly, that's what I put on here, but, um. Yeah, stop coming to the city, honestly. I'm tired of seeing you. Um, unless you're, like, picking up something or drop, dropping something off, I don't really want to see you, to be honest. Um, yeah, so many different ways that you can support the work. You can buy me a house. Um, you can also just reach out <laughs> specifically so that I can connect you um, to, uh, like, a non-black commander under me and you work with them if need be and report back to me when necessary. Um, so, and that's like a case where, you know, if you are a non-black person or a mixed non-black person and you're seeking to like, be like, well, how do I, you know, serve blackness in this particular way? Or how do I work with my ancestors in a way that like, you know, helps me do this or block off this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me just introduce you to somebody who works for me and then we can just like take it from there. Um, so yeah, so those are a couple of different ways that, you know, you can, uh, show support to Unveiled Divine Technologies and also just you know, black people in general, because if it's going to me, it's probably going to black people. So <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we love to hear it. We love to see it. Thank you so much. Do you feel ready to head into my favorite part? One of my favorite parts, game time, tea time. I'm nervous. Fake news. I'm nervous. Okay. Well, don't yeah. be nervous. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. You are beyond ready. Okay. Do you, you have no, there's three questions. I'm going to read you like some headlines essentially. Okay. And you will have to guess whether they are real or fake news. Okay. Unlike real news, nothing too crazy is about to, I'm not about to ask you anything too crazy and I'm not trying to make you look stupid. So, <laughs> okay. I believe that. I do believe that. That's fine. In Detroit. Also, I think, I don't know if you guys can hear it, one of my lovely roommates, I think, is coming home. Um, but we will continue with the production of this episode. Yes. Okay, wait, re repeat it. What was the name of the uh, company? Bottega Venta, uh, Italian, a luxury Italian brand, is mm. coming to Detroit to do a fashion show. Scheduled in October, I believe. Okay, is that true or false? Let yeah. Or real or fake news? Excuse me. Um... Um, I'm gonna say, oh, I'm scared. Wait, no, no, I, I was gonna say it's real. It's real. Okay. It's in it's, October. It's, com it's coming up. 
and that's the name of the so i've never heard of this and me who's like into fashion i was like who but it's like an italian i'll show you it's an italian like luxury brand and Mm -hmm. they're coming here and i like right when it was announced i saw a bunch of like posts about it and people talking about it and i'm like yeah that's great but it's (laughs) are they gonna bring in italian models and italian people are they gonna hire detroit people and Detroit models, and this actually, like, be a good, like, yeah. in quotes, stimulus to our economy. You know or, what it reminded me of? What? When you read the name. I thought, it reminded me of bodegas and Starbucks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it just sounds like a drink. Yeah. It sounds like a it's Starbucks. It's like a fake bodega, and you get a venti at Starbucks. But you know, I'm, I just, like... They were started in 1966. I'm like, you oh, know they, they racist. I'm yeah. like, you know Italian? No, man. Um, so, similarly, I'm not sure they needed to be coming here, but they're coming. Um, I don't want to go no more. So, <laughs> that is real news. Okay. Moving on. Why well, won one point? You're with one point so far. Okay. You, you, are, you know the facts. You can yeah. tell. Let's see if I can get you with this one. And this one, this is like the one, this is like the more crazy one, in my opinion. Um, Because it has to deal with Mr. Nick Cannon. (laughs) You gonna tell me about his babies? So, according to TMZ, God willing, Nick Cannon would like to have more, would like to father more children. Oh, I 100% believe that. The way he's going around, the way he's going around and polluting... Oh my god. Oh, terrible. So I was like, let me ask you this because also I'd like to get your opinion. Because he's not even taking care of these babies. He should stop, right? He know damn well he's not taking care of these babies. Like, you know he is not taking care. Like, if if all you're going to do is just give them some money and then call it a day, then like, why? And then... And then, like, he only having he only having babies with, like, um, just, like, these mixed and, like, racially ambiguous people and white people. Like, well, duh, don't nobody want to do with your nonsense. Like, don't no black women want to do with your nonsense. So, I guess I understand. But, like, also, why are you doing this? Why are you literally just doing all this, like, <sighs> just the stuff? Like, these are kids. These are kids. They deserve, like love every your time that's yeah. like the most thing it's like like you don't actually have enough time to go around no. for all of these children that's so really that's like upsetting real news where i'm like that's why me i'm like god news. is not willing i'm like god's <laughs> not willing actually i don't know that's right Mm-mm. so now you're two for two Okay. Last question. This one is much less um, intense. This one has to do with entertainment news. Okay, okay. Um, And like film news. Okay. So, real or fake news? Netflix is picking up a show Uh-oh. that I don't know how they're affording because it has an all-star cast or it's a movie mm. about two low-level astronomers trying to go to gi- on a giant media tour warning mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Natalie Portman. Real or fake news? Um. <laughs> um. Fake? Fake news? So whatever your, your instincts and your ancestors <laughs> guided you right, because that is... 
fake news because it's technically with Jennifer. No, wait, Je- Jennifer Lawrence and oh, not Natalie Portman. Yes. Okay. I'm like, wait. I thought Netflix was going rogue. They have Leonardo DiCaprio money. I'm like, that's a real star. Oh, okay. I honestly, I was trying to think about their um, and Meryl Streep's gonna be in this movie too. Shit. I was like, what they put them together? But I couldn't even think of their ages. I don't yeah. know. You know, white people they be they be looking like 65 years old. They be 30. So I don't be knowing. I was, I was trying to guess, like, what they By put the those two group. together. I don't know. That's the truth. But I'm glad I got it right. That means you're three for three. You want real or fake news? Flipping my things. Flipping my things. Um, <laughs> there's not a real prize, but I guess you can take this whole bag of M&M's home you know, as your ask. prize. <laughs> I did buy it for you. You're welcome to take it home. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for playing along. See, that wasn't too bad, was it? It really wasn't. But I just like the real was. news, we got some news that we didn't want. Just like Nick Cannon and Bottega. Like, we don't want to know that. That's yeah. what I love about this game. It's mostly like, it's news that I don't want to be real. That's true. Real. That's true. Oh my gosh. That, that, <laughs> bringing up Nick Cannon just really put me on a he he should be banished should we ban how do we banish nick we should banish him but you know he got a lot of money so he gonna fly wherever he can go to be honest yeah but but we should just put him at sea he needs to be at sea at all times (laughs) with no women with no women you're right put him on his his own yacht he has to stay on it Mm. no women can get on or off board Mm. Mm. (laughs) protect the women from nick cannon i know that's right i know that's right so we gotta do something. We gotta do that. Like he's a villain. He must be stopped. But <laughs> he's a villain. He's a villain. He's 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 the, the villain that we weren't ready for. He's here. But okay, almost done. Do you have an internet crush of the week prepared? Oh my god, let me see. I thought of the two. So they haven't. Okay. So here's the thing. I have two. Mm-hmm. Um, because okay. So this one person. I haven't felt the crush, the crushiness, like, be at the highest peak in a minute, but mm. they still were the first person to come to mind okay. when I when I saw the question. So, I think their name is pronounced Ajani, Ajani, Russell. They're from Betty. Have you ever seen that show? I feel like you would like that show. It's on HBO. Is it a new show? It's, like, on the second season, but it's, like, still kind of new, to be honest. I haven't seen that. I'm going to show you a picture because it is so good. First of all... Let me let me just say I just love looking at them because they are so pretty. Oh my gosh. And I love their character on Betty. Hold on. Where you go? This them with them little bleached oh, eyebrows. I said I know that's like, like Wait, also I'm like are they And they're skaters. We, I want to be friends with them. They look so no, cool. Yeah, it's um Betty is based off of a documentary called Skate Kitchen. Wait, and it's the it's all female or like all femme skate group, right? Yes. That's what it's about. Okay, yes, I think I've seen a trailer for it. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm gonna cute. Report, I'm gonna support the show. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Yeah, so Ajani Russell, love her very much. Um, also, Tiana Taylor is my baby for the. I saw that. <laughs> I just see my baby daddy. I'm like, okay, that's it, my baby daddy for yes. real. Anytime I see her, I'm just like, wow, wow, <laughs> oh I, can't, I can't believe I'm having your children. Like that's how. <laughs> feeling um yeah i know i love her i just feel like she could pull off any look and i even love her husband i'm just like wow both of y'all are so fine but realistically i would probably just prefer tiana taylor um because i'm a gay nigga like i'm gay like so what do you want um but yeah so that's my internet crush both of my internet crushes you're allowed to have two yeah, I know. I said I don't care. I'm, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I have two crushes this week. This is what's up. I would have gave off more if I could. Oh, I could remember. Um, 
Actually, I was going to say, if you wanted to share their ats, but I'm like, those are oh. both kind of famous people. Or like, people I can think, find them. I think Ajani's, Ajani's, um, hold on, because now i got to find it. Okay. I feel like, oh yeah, yeah. So it's just Ajani, but with the um, V. A- okay, let me just spell yeah. it. It's A-J-V-N-I. That's the yes. ad. Go follow them, guys. Very They cute. look like a very adorable. Yeah black I was queer like, wow, person do I, want I can to just t- i'm like them? i'm projecting queerness onto them I'm like you're queer right no for real i was like do i want to be them? and like those eyebrows I... exactly don't want to be see with their hair? them but it's like both you see their hair yes i say you better strut you better model okay just be living their life look at them look at them yeah i've mm-hmm. um in this moment isaac has decided to stop to retire from modeling yeah <laughs> this was the exact moment that i've retired yes and they based in new york Ooh, okay mm-hmm. yeah that whole show is of betty Ooh, okay i will share my internet crush of oh, yeah. the week Go ahead. which you can see right here it and her Ooh. at is at a free casilla it's a f r e e k a S-S-I-A. There we go. And they're a Brazilian DJ, creative, and just all around. I'm like, I don't really know what they do, which yeah, is like very much like, so very me. I was looking at the Umoja uh, Brazil thing that they say. So they're a founder of it. You know what that is? I'm going to click the on The Umoja it. one. It's I think it's cute. a music collective. It's oh. like some... Okay, it's a black women mm-hmm. um, collective is what it is. Period. But what I found, how I found this person is one of my friends sent me this video mm-hmm. of them, like, doing, um, like, showing off the, like, the top Brazilian songs that they're, like, like messing with, they're fucking That's with cute. this week. And they get, I'm going to show you this when we were done recording so we can okay. listen to it. And they get so into it. And I love watching someone be into what they're into. You know what I mean? And, like, sharing that passion with me. So that. once I saw their energy, I was like, internet crush, follow. Like, I will support anything you do. Like, Period. come to America. Period. So I really just want to say... First of all, I follow you. If you listen, you probably won't listen to this, but everyone go if follow. If you do, if you do, amazing. I want everyone I know to follow you. I keep talking about you. Um, amazing hair and yeah. make show me more Brazilian music because I love discovering it through you. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, definitely my internet crush of the week. But woo, we did it. This brings us to our logout time. Oh yeah. And this is a time where if there's anything else that you would like to talk about mm-hmm. or highlight or like leave nuggets for people to later go back to mm-hmm. or just share, the space is yours. Yeah, so I was talking before about uh the birthwork services that I provide. So most of them um that's listed on my website are arsenals. So there's they're a collection of services that's monthly um for my birth giving clients. But then um, I also wanted to say that on Patreon, um, I am starting to host uh, baby home bringing circles. So those are available through there. Like you can sign up through there and then we'll do it like through Zoom or whatever. But um, but they're virtual circles and our one-on-ones for spiritual practitioners and current physical parents to connect deeper with the spirits of both their unborn and born babies. Just simply to play, um, play with and help create solid spiritual homes for the children that we may or may not be bringing into the physical world. Um, this is just a way for us to have like more group uh, and communal events and services in addition to the long-term one-on-one work that I already offer through Unveiled Divine Technologies um, on taylormarylittle.com. And that's like when I say for born babies, um, 
we're primarily focusing on like newborns and toddlers and that's something that's open to black people and people of color are only allowed to attend if they cover the attendance of a black person interested in becoming a member whether it's by paying out of pocket um or informally or formally fundraising for them and you also just to be clear you don't have to actively be trying to conceive or physically pregnant in order to participate um, so I wanted to say that, and then um, my Patreon is patreon.com slash Little. Um, you can also find any of my uh, articles, um, for example, like what I was talking about earlier uh, about how birth work, my birth work services specifically overlap with, um, like they concern the crossovers between birth work and warfare. There's an article that I have on my website that explains this a lot more, explains how I came into this work to begin with. Um, you know, it's called When Birth Work and Warfare Mix, Black Birth Workers as Mediators Between Realms. There's also other published pieces online as well. Um, you can listen to Tate in the Water podcast, um, where, which is full of conversations around, um, you know, working with spirits, around uh, indigenous African epistemologies, um, uh, what else we talk about? Everything. I don't know. I bring on different like guests, um, like um, a black queer astrologer, Jalen White. We talk about, we talk with Elena Knox, um, a black fat liberationist who uh, also gave a whole uh, practice action, a little um, meditation, a really amazing meditation for us to work with called For the Dehydrated. There's all types of conversations um, just around blackness and black gender. Um, that is hosted on there and about hoodoo and Islam. Um, so yeah, you can check out all of my stuff on there. Again, most of the things you're going to find is going to be on my website. Um, but yeah, thank you for even just, you know, letting me have this space and, you know, just talking about my things. Thank you for taking the mic. First of all, being so well-spoken, I want to compliment you. Like I'm articulate. No, no, not even (laughs) like, I feel like it's a thing where maybe it's, and I think it's because I'm around more Gen Zers and the younger generation, Mm -hmm. not even about being articulate, but like the way that you follow along to what you're saying, bringing it back and having that ability to carry on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like hit your like points. Beautiful. It's, Just, it's a time. It, it's a it skill. Practice. And like I know you've been a speaker before too. So yeah. I'm like that's what I'm that's what I'm complimenting you on. <laughs> thank is your you. beautiful um, speaking ability. Thank so please see me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being seen, for being heard. Thank you for thank you for sharing all this amazing work that you do. Please, 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 if you're listening and you haven't already logged on, typed it in www.tamarilil <laughs> on all the ads, all the dot coms. Yes. Like, go look into it, because I know you've been listening to this this whole time and being like, this is super interesting. I know. Just like me. So, in conclusion, like the thing that I say at the end is, like super um, semi like black parent of me is, you don't have to get, you don't have to get offline, you don't have to go home, but you have to go find another form of entertainment. You we're not. Something. We're not going to stay here. This is over. I hate to break it to you. But thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Bye, internet friends. Bye, Bye, listeners. And thank you for listening. Bye.